Hi, today we're going to be talking about mommy dearest issues, okay? Now, who's having mommy dearest issues, right? The good daughter or a woman or women who have good daughter complexes. Uh, Those tend to be women who have narcissistic moms and she's doing the impossible. She's She's trying to please her mom, right? But what often happens is that she ends up being a people pleaser. So it starts from mom and then it spreads out to her other relationships. So we're going to be talking about that today. All right. So please mind that description box down there where you will find some links to resources. And I have a few books suggestions for you, including my book. You know, please, you know, check that out. Okay. So uh, the good daughter, the good daughter complex, the good daughter complex with mommy dearest issues. Very often, she's a person who has a narcissistic mother, right? And she has a complex to please her mother while being a people pleaser rather than a woman who knows how to receive in healthy relationships. Now, this is not necessarily her fault. Remember, she was often groomed as a child because she has a narcissistic mom. So therefore, as an adult, she may not really know how to receive in relationships, but she knows very well how to give of herself. But that balance is what's missing. She doesn't also know how to receive in healthy relationships. So what often happens? She often ends up in other dysfunctional relationships. It starts with mom and possibly her father too. Maybe her father is absent. Maybe her father is in the home. Or he's a part of her life, but maybe not so much in a healthy way or a positive way. Okay, so unfortunately, women who have the good daughter complex with mommy dearest issues uh, tend to end up experiencing multiple relationships, narcissist relationships in particular. Okay, so a lot of narcissists, they like to have a network of third party situationships. Okay, they just can't like the Lay's potato chips. They can't just have one right? They have to have a whole network. Unfortunately, women who have narcissistic moms are set up to have multiple narcissist relationships. Okay. And usually while she's doing that, you know, while she's going through that, she's struggling with her identity. So what I'm really going to be talking about today is how women who have narcissistic moms, who have a complex to please their mom, right? they're often having an identity crisis. Okay, so what else is happening? By becoming accustomed. So when women who have a narcissistic mom become accustomed to not using her voice, okay, very often what also happens is that she ends up experiencing not only multiple narcissist relationship, but something called echoism or egoism. Okay, Uh, I'll get more into that in a minute. But she will also um, suffer then or experience identity crisis, as I just mentioned. She will also possibly have a distorted sense of herself. Okay, so it just is a it's just a vicious cycle. Okay, so by becoming uh, accustomed to or actually being familiar with not using her voice. Okay, so she's also accustomed to not uh, using her voice. Okay, so all of this is familiar to her because, again, it starts with mom. It starts with narcissistic mom, who actually is teaching her how to behave. Okay, because let's think about it. When we talk about childhood, and this goes for everybody, 
childhood experiences often shape a lot of things about ourselves. Okay. Our DNA or the, or the functionality of our DNA. Not only that, childhood experiences tend to shape our behavior. Okay. So this is why I mentioned narcissistic mom often grooms her daughter to often have a complex to please her, which is, you know, pretty much impossible to do. All right. So, uh, other unresolved, so, so to please her narcissistic mother, right? Often she will experience echoism, codependency, a lack of confidence to embrace who she is outside of the narcissist relationship. Okay. Cause there's the narcissist relationship because that's a crazy reality. But then outside of the relationship, when she goes to work, everybody she comes in contact with is not going to have a narcissistic personality. Other people out in the world, you know, her social life, if she, if she has a social life, right? The woman who has a, a complex to please her narcissistic mom very often will see herself through the eyes of her mother and other narcissists or other people who have a dark personality, such as a narcissist or somebody who's a sociopath, somebody who's a psychopath. Okay. Somebody who's a bully. So women who have this complex to please their narcissistic mom or what we call the good daughter syndrome or the good daughter complex, very often she's going to experience a lot of these things. And this will also perhaps just encourage her or discourage her. Okay. From using her own voice. Okay. So, um, a lack of confidence very often the good daughter experiences a lack of confidence, not only in utilizing her voice, but to just show up in the world and try to accomplish anything that she may feel is worthwhile. She may feel she is capable of doing otherwise, but her mom, her narcissistic mom pretty much plays the one upmanship. Okay. She's in fierce competition with her daughter. There's a lot of jealousy perhaps going on. Okay. So, um, a lack of confidence to embrace who she is outside of the narcissist relationship is very often what she's going to experience. Um, I had mentioned already that one of the things to consider is that childhood experiences, they do shape the functionality of our DNA. They can also shape the way that we learn or the, the ability to learn. Okay. A lot. That's a lot, but, um, there are several components to consider when dealing with the good daughter syndrome, number one, narcissism or maternal narcissism. Okay. Uh, insecurities, which can move, can move right into the insecure attachment styles. We're going to touch on that and conflictual communication styles. Her mom, the narcissistic mom may be, you know, much of a, you know, she's, she's a bully more than likely. So, pardon me. Mm. Let me take a little sip of my juice. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the things that often happen is because of the conflict and the communication styles, the narcissistic mom is sending out mixed messages. She's sending out mixed signals. There tends to not be a bottom line. So, a woman who has the good daughter complex, even as yeah, as an adult. You know, she's still trying to figure mom out. It started from when she was a child, but now as an adult, she's trying to figure her, her mom out. There's mixed signals. She don't know what the bottom line is. Very often there isn't a bottom line. 
Okay, narcissistic mom keeps her daughter off, you know, off balance sometimes. And unfortunately, there's the question of, does mom love me? Does she care? There's a huge question, or usually these questions that usually come about. Okay, so uh, other things to consider when dealing with the good daughter syndrome or the good daughter complex is uh, enmeshment, okay? Poor self-images, low self-esteem, codependency, manipulation, denial, and a sense of loss. And these are just to name a few, okay? So uh, when we're dealing with the maternal narcissism, what is maternal narcissism? This is simply another way of saying narcissistic moms or narcissistic mother. Uh, What are some of those components of a a maternal narcissism? Emotionally needy, okay? Covertly mean-spirited. She's very mean-spirited, but in secret, behind closed doors. But out in her community, out in the world, she looks like Mother Teresa, okay? Uh, She tends to be uh, accomplishment-oriented, very fierce competition with her daughter because she may be very jealous of her daughter. If her daughter does something great, then she wants to up one, her daughter. Very interesting how uh, maternal narcissism can show up that way. Uh, Psychosomatic is another component. Uh, Flamboyant extrovert, okay? And sometimes uh, maternal narcissism can show signs of addiction from food, sex, money, you know, you name it. Okay, so um, there are several traits to look out for for um, when you're looking at uh, maternal narcissism, but I just named a few there. Okay, so some other things I'm going to be talking about. How Mommy Dearest writes the script in a false narrative, you know, which often leaves or could influence her daughter, who has the complex to please her, to lack the confidence in using her voice. Okay, so women with a good daughter complex struggles with who she is and how to use her voice. Okay, Uh, how belief systems and neural pathways, maternal narcissism, subconscious mind programs and unresolved childhood experiences um, can often play a role in the good daughter syndrome. Okay, so let me go ahead and start with how mommy dearest often writes the script. She often has a false narrative that's not reflective of reality of her daughter. Okay, so again, she's often having this fierce one-upmanship because she may be secretly or sometimes blatantly jealous of her daughter. So anything her daughter does, you know, she's got to one-up it or she's got to go the extra mile. She cannot afford to have her daughter outdo her. Okay, and it's very sad when this happens because a lot of times when we think about a mother-daughter relationship, we often think about something warm you know, beautiful, strong, you know, a a beautiful, strong foundation. But unfortunately, when we're talking about maternal narcissism or those moms who have a narcissist personality, that's just not the case. You know, it's almost, it's just almost like uh, moms who have a narcissist personality has this mission in life to prove to the world that she is a victim who has a problematic daughter or she has a daughter who is very complex. But guess what? When the daughter has a complex, right, to please her mom, the lines can be very blurred between who's the person in the mother-daughter relationship who's actually um, the instigator. Who's the one who's really the problem? 
unfortunately, and this the lines can really be blurred when the daughter is a child. But when she becomes an adult and she goes out into the world and she does her own thing, then the lines may not be as blurred anymore. Okay, and this is one of the fears of narcissistic mom. This is often why she wants to stay in control of her daughter. Because her daughter starts to use her own voice, well then, this may expose narcissistic mom. This may expose how she is often covertly trying to get source supply. Okay, because other people might start to see it like, wow, because daughter speaks up. And and other people might be like, wow, yeah, you know what, I, I have noticed that. You know, but then some people are going to be very prejudiced or biased because of the relationship that they have with narcissistic mom. You know, they may value, sadly, the relationship with narcissistic mom much more so than the daughter who has the complex to please her. Okay, so it's very interesting. But anyway, um, she may lack the confidence to lose her voice, you know, or to, pardon me, not to lose her voice, but actually she might as well say she's losing her voice because she's losing the ability to use her voice if she continues as an adult to dwarf or fade back into the background she becomes familiar with that, then she's probably going to lose the ability to use her voice. She's already accustomed, right, to using her voice. She's to not using her voice, pardon me. But when it comes down to narcissistic mothers, usually being a an emotional bully to her daughter, this goes double because she's teaching her daughter not to, uh, not to speak about how she treats her daughter. Behind closed doors, Okay, she's like a covert narcissist. She is a covert narcissist. But out in the open, narcissistic mom is looking pretty good. Okay, so daughter, who has the complex to please her, may also, ironically, be pleasing her mother by staying silent. Okay, she's keeping her deep, dark, dirty secrets. Okay, so this is is a very, very vicious cycle. So the belief systems, neural pathways, okay, maternal uh, narcissism, subconscious mind programs, and unresolved childhood experiences all can influence the role or play a strong role in the good daughter syndrome. Okay, so I touched on a lot of that already. But the subconscious mind program is often there because in general, all of our parents have a huge influence on us as children. So that means some of the programs that are downloaded and the subconscious mind stems from that. Okay, so this goes right into, you know, how narcissistic moms, unfortunately, they're grooming their daughters to think, behave, and feel perhaps certain emotions. And this all goes right into how she may lack the confidence in vocalizing what she's experiencing with narcissistic mom or in the narcissistic relationship, period. Okay, and this can also spill right on over to all of her relationships. Very often, women who have a complex to please narcissistic mom will also try to please everyone in all of their relationships. So subconsciously, she may seek out to play dysfunctional roles in all of her relationships. Okay, so this is why I say the subconscious mind programming is something to be cognizant of. All right, so how good daughter is influenced perhaps groomed by narcissist relationships to look at herself through the eyes of others, particularly those that have a dark personality type, such as a sociopath, a psychopath, a narcissist, a bully. Okay. So again, this all starts with narcissistic mom. So how is she grooming her daughter 
to have this complex to please her. Yet at the same time, she's grooming her daughter, right? To look at herself through her mom's eyes. Okay, it's just like a person who is like the daughter. She sees herself through her mother's eyes. Now, just throw in there a narcissistic mom. It changed that that whole trajectory. Why? Because a mother has a huge influence on her daughter, especially when she's growing up. And this is just in general. But when you're talking about a narcissistic mom, that can be very dangerous. Because now her daughter is looking at herself through her mother's eyes. But the problem is that her mother has a dark personality, such as a narcissist, a covert narcissist. So therefore, the daughter may even become afraid of not only using her voice, but to seem like she's a narcissist, to seem like she's a bad, uh, you know, a rotten apple in the bunch. She's a bad person because her mother is giving her mixed signals, right? One minute, one minute, her mom seems to be pleased. The next minute, her, her mom seems to not be pleased. So because she has a narcissistic mom, this can compound or intensify that experience, especially when she's a child. But as an adult, it can be ongoing. She can be 40 years old and still trying to reach for mom, still trying to please mom, okay, with that question in her head or perhaps pressing on her heart, am I good enough, right? Very painful though. But um, the good daughter is influenced perhaps by the grooming of her narcissistic mom. Okay, so... Um, I want to just go ahead and go over uh, a few tools with you guys. Tool number one, consider taking steps to build confidence with speaking by going to a Toastmasters seminar. Some of you know about Toastmasters. There are other seminars or classes that you can go to that will help you with public speaking. A lot of people are very fearful of public speaking. Now, I've gone through Toastmasters, but this was a long time ago. But one of the things that I've noticed is that it will teach you to build confidence in speaking. So when you're going, should you decide to go to the Toastmasters, just first of all, I'm going to warn you just from someone who's going through it. It's going to be a little scary at first, but as you get more into it, you, you can learn a little bit more about how to build that confidence up in yourself. So that way you will speak a little bit more clearly and more confident, you know, with more confidence. So when a person is dealing with narcissistic mom, Believe it or not, some of those skills that are taught, when a person is dealing with narcissistic mom, one of the skills that are taught is that he or she could go ahead and speak more uh, clearly about what they're experiencing in all of their relationships. But again, this goes double for narcissistic parents. This goes double since we're talking about narcissistic mom. So women who have a complex to please their mother, they will not dwarf Okay, they will not be silent, but they're not going head to head with their mom either. They're not disrespecting their mom. No, they're learning how to speak more clearly about how they're experiencing the relationship with mom. Okay, they're not going to just fade off in the background somewhere. Tool number two, take off the rose-colored glasses by taking steps to become more aware of how you are experiencing relationships by practicing mindfulness exercises. I still practice mindfulness exercises. Okay, it's very helpful. Why? Because it teaches you not only to uh, be more aware of what's going on with you, but it teaches you how to become a little bit more vocal about that. 
in a diplomatic way, in a positive way. In other words, you're not putting other people on the defense. But when we're talking about narcissistic moms, very often she will behave as if she's easily offended. But that's usually a gaslight technique. That is another way of trying to control her daughter because uh, unfortunately she knows her daughter truly does love her. She knows her daughter wants to please her. So she unfortunately will exploit that. Very often when we're dealing with narcissists in general, when we start to experience, you know, express what we're experiencing, the narcissists will get busy on exploiting our capacity to do so. Okay, this, this doesn't exclude narcissistic moms. They will see how daughters love them and they will exploit that. They will use that against the daughters, even on into adulthood. So by taking off the rose-colored glasses, you are taking steps to become more aware of how you're feeling, how you're experiencing the narcissist relationship or any relationship for that matter, whether it's with mom or a boyfriend, a, a lover, you know, a spouse, friends, colleagues, supervisors, whomever, business partners. You're learning how to become a little bit more vocal and express what you're experiencing. What you what are you experiencing? How are you experiencing it? And how is it all affecting you? This might sound a little bit overwhelming to some of you, but this is not my aim. My aim is to encourage you to start becoming a little bit more vocal about how you're experiencing life, okay? Just in general. So take off the rose-colored glasses by taking a few steps to become more aware of how you're experiencing relationships. Practicing mindfulness has a few elements. Element number one, you are practicing emotional discipline. What else are you practicing? You're practicing personal boundaries. You're also a little bit more assertive, not defensive. Another thing that's happening is that you're becoming a little bit more comfortable with uh, self-preservation. Self-preservation gets a bad rap because it sounds or seems like you're being extremely selfish when all you're doing is you are being more mindful of what you need. What do you want? And you're being able to vocalize that. I don't see that being a negative at all, but some, you know, I think some people see that as a negative. Okay. Um, possibly because either they are a bully. Now I'm not calling names. I'm just saying there's reasons why some people feel and think that, uh, when you are practicing self-preservation, that's very, very selfish. But at the end of the day, we all have to take care of ourselves. We are all responsible for our overall well-being. You know, some people who are bullies, they may find a problem with that. And that is you're taking care of yourself because you're not uh, overly dependent on them, which sounds like codependency, right? You're overly dependent. Unfortunately, uh, the good daughter complex consists of that codependency. I mentioned that earlier, being overly dependent on narcissistic mom, well on into adulthood. Two, number three, challenge yourself to take classes on learning something new create new projects that often lead to creating pleasant new memories, which could prove to be a powerful part of your support base. I can second that personally. I started learning all kinds of things that I've always wanted to learn. Okay. Just because sometimes, you know, for instance, starting to write, I'm, I'm uh, my dominant hand is right. My right hand. So I write with my right hand, but I've taught myself. Uh, well, I'm practicing currently right? To write with my left hand, just because, just because. And that I sound 
weird to some people, right? <laughs> but this is just something, when you're learning something new, you feel a lot better about yourself, no matter what it is. And it doesn't have to be because you're going to, um, you need it for your job or your career, or this is for school. Sometimes you can just start learning something because you're curious. There's nothing wrong with that. It, w- it really can prove to be a powerful part of your support base. A support base is designed to teach you various tools, focus tools to help you thrive forward past narcissist relationships, to help you thrive forward past any type of relationship that is dysfunctional, right? So challenge yourself to make choices that will bring about necessary change. So yeah, challenge yourself to take classes, to learn something new, try something new, create new projects. Okay. For instance, I was painting one of my rooms the other day. That's a project. Okay. I felt good. I've, I finished it, right? <laughs> something I accomplished, but uh, these things can boost your confidence. And before you know it, you may also be able to vocalize your experiences a little bit more. Using your voice is very powerful. Okay. So I have a few book suggestions Book number one, Break Free from Narcissistic Codependent Relationships. Now, five strategic steps to break the habit of narcissistic codependent relationships. Now, that's a book that I wrote a couple of years ago. Okay, so I want you guys to go ahead and check that out. And I thank you in advance for your purchase and your support. Book number two, Is Your Body Trying to Tell You Something? Okay, book number three, The Deepest Well, Healing the Long-Term Effects of Childhood Adversity. Now, I want to go ahead and give you guys a, a little tip about that third book, uh, just to be aware of. The book is more of a storytelling style rather than a course and exercise tool style of reading. Okay, because some people, uh, they read these books that are like self-help, right? I'm not saying that this book is just a self-help, but they read books like self-help, something that's going to help them out, right? But one of the things that they're looking for is a lot of tips, tools, and guidelines on how to resolve that issue. Now, my book does that, Break Free from Narcissistic Codependent Relationships. Now, okay, five strategic steps that gives you a hint. My books, you know, they're filled with a lot of tips, tools, and guidelines on how to help you resolve certain issues. But this book right here, which is a great book, don't get me wrong, but be cognizant or be aware that this book uh, is more of a storytelling style but you can certainly get a whole lot out of this book. It doesn't, you know, it's not like a course and exercise tool type of a thing or type of reading. All right. So I also have there in the description box, uh, online article suggestions and references. So, uh, at a later time, perhaps you want to go ahead and look through that. Um, but traits of narcissist or traits of maternal narcissism, right? When we're dealing with narcissistic mom, One of the things to look for is that she may uh, tend to not be a part of the relationship. The mother-daughter relationship, she may be absent, in other words. She's physically there, but yet she's absent emotionally. Now, where does that leave her daughter? Perhaps she may start to experience emotional uh, stress. Okay? Now, when when I'm building up here is how a woman, when she looks at her childhood and when she starts to look at how she relates to her mom and how her mama relates to her, she may end up discovering some other things that led her to not being able 
to use her voice, okay? Or led her up to feeling like she cannot use her voice when it comes to all of her relationships. Because look at everything that she has experienced. Perhaps if you are a person who have experienced this and you have a narcissistic mom, you can relate to what I'm saying here. Just look at what the things that you have experienced. What are some of the things that you can look at right now or reflect on with the mother-daughter relationship that now you have an aha moment. Now you can see it. It's like, wow, the puzzles, the pieces are starting to come together because you can think about how perhaps your mom said certain things to you and perhaps in a tone of voice that was not very pleasant. And now as a woman, if somebody says something in that same tone or in that same way, it reminds you of what you went through Okay, when you were a child. But now you may be 30, you may be 40. And now you have you perhaps you're having those flashbacks. They're very painful. But very often when a mom um has maternal narcissism or she's showing traits of maternal narcissism, sometimes she's not very aware of how damaging that can be to her daughter. Okay, because her daughter often on into adulthood will experience a lack of confidence to embrace who she is. But not only that, she may lack the confidence in using her voice. Therefore, what what is that going to do? That can lead to stagnation in all of her relationships, perhaps even in life. Okay, so she may be experiencing an identity crisis well before she's 40 years old or 50 years old. 